your guidance system is right here in your heart. And my belief is we're, like you said, we're becoming more awakened to that. Like people are becoming more aware of that. And to me, the best thing you can ever do is, is go sit with yourself in nature, in a body of water. Like if you, if you don't have, you know, the forest or grass or whatever, just like go take a bath, but it's a must, we must do it. This is for the others out there, the other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me and together, let's find the others. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast. I am your host, Joshua Church. Grateful to have you with us. New episodes are dropping every Wednesday and Sunday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can get the notification when a new episode comes out. And give me a follow on Instagram at Joshua Dean Church to catch different clips and highlights that I post. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, you find something that might be valuable, please be sure to share it with a friend who also might be into it so that together we can continue to grow our tribe of others. Today, I'm excited to bring you a conversation I had with Crystal Jackson. Crystal is a wife of 15 years and mama to three young kids who they homeschool. She's a former All-American volleyball player for UCLA, and after college, she played on the AVP Professional Beach Volleyball Tour and also represented USA Volleyball internationally in countries around the world. After her playing days were over, she became instrumental in building Jackson Strength Academy, a sport facility she and her husband Curtis built from the ground up. They recently sold their business and moved their family to live full-time in Montana. And after two years of being in sales for an online coaching business, she powerfully chose to resign and start her own business as a spiritual business coach. She now is known for supporting high-performing female entrepreneurs in mastering sales so they can create the impact and income they desire. We talked about everything in this conversation, ranging from money mindset to core belief work to homeschooling her children, conscious communication methods, and competition. It really was a great one, and Crystal has such an incredible energy about her. Check the link in the show note to get access to a live free mini course that she offers on creating your new money story. Also, check her out on Instagram at crystaljackson824. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Crystal Jackson. We are live and rolling, Crystal. So happy to see you here. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this. I love it. I love it. Super great. And it sounds like we're we've we've caught you in the middle of a of a happening day, as always, as a mom, business owner, and a uh, a fitness uh, fanatic. <laughs> All the above, yes. And we homeschool our kids. And I we forgot to put in there. I have been married almost 16 years. So the husband counts too. The husband counts too. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Uh does he sometimes feel like one of the uh one of the students that you're homeschooling? Oh no, no, no. He's the homeschool guy. He runs I love the it. show. I actually went up there this morning because I was like, oh, I want to be involved more. And I go up there and he's so sweet. He's like, babe it's actually better when you're downstairs working and we do homeschool. I'm like, Oh, okay. But, uh, we're working got, on a deal. I got, I got booted from trying you got to kicked out of the classroom. 
I got kicked out, which yeah, of course I did. <laughs> no, uh, but I do. I, we were talking yesterday, we went on a walk and I was like, I want to have my day that is spent with the kids. Cause that's important to me. It's not just totally. mom working or dad just working. It's like the family coming in here and homeschooling together. Mm -hmm. So we're figuring it's, you know, we're only one weekend. So we're figuring it all back here and figuring out what works. For sure. And is, have you homeschooled your kids previous years too, or is this the first go at it? Yeah. So we started off homeschooling. Then we put them in Montessori for a year. Then okay. we homeschooled because we end up going, no, 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 I'm sorry. So we did one year Montessori. We started a second year Montessori. Then we, this is a fun part of the story. We actually left Montana and went to California for 11 months. So we homeschooled. Then we came back and did Montessori again because we moved back to Montana and that's when COVID happened. So we did most of the school year, then homeschooled. Then last year we homeschooled and here we are again homeschooling. And I'll say I have always wanted to homeschool. That was always something yeah. that I pushed for. Then my husband's like, you know what? It's good for them to go away for the day. We work while they're in school. But then we came back to what I, you know, homeschool just feels right for us right now. I'll say sure. for right now, who knows next year? We don't know. <laughs> That's how we, how the Jacksons roll. <laughs> I, I love it. What was the intention? Be I find it so interesting and I'm sure we could talk about the education system for an hour in and of itself, but what was the, what was the intention behind or what was the, the draw or the appeal to you to homeschool? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I actually heard someone say this one time, like I always knew I'd parent differently. And I've always felt that way because I remember I had my son and I had someone say to me, okay, you got to put him on the preschool list. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I just had a baby. And they're like, well, it takes about two years. And I said, well, in my, in my head, and I actually vocalized this to the person, I'm like, well, whoever said I'm putting them in preschool. So I don't know why, Josh, I can't mm -hmm. say this is the reason, or I don't, it's not that I don't believe in school education. That's not true. I just always felt like I, I meant to do it a little bit differently. And also I look at what, what do my children love and what do they want to go after? What are their dreams and their desires now, even at seven and nine? And how can I start fueling that for them? And mm -hmm. one of the big things uh, during COVID was, okay, well, we're home. And also it was like this thing of, Next year, do we, do we put them back in school? And we don't know whether they're actually going to be in school or not. My husband and I had a really intimate conversation. It was like, there's some things that we're seeing that we want to nip in the butt now mm -hmm. rather than later on. So, I mean, we could, we totally could talk homeschool and parenting and all that stuff for an hour. That's easy. But um, really, you know, it just came down to what was true in our hearts. And that's how my husband and I run everything. What feels good in mm -hmm. here, which I know there's someone out there like, you're crazy. That's not logical. I actually like to go with the non-logical things of life. I love that. Do you find that there's like a balance between the, the feeling and the logical left brain, right brain? Do you feel like you lead forward with that? How do you kind of reconcile between those two? Yeah, that's a great question. It's really what I know to be true is I'm so connected with my inner world. Like I spend maybe an hour or multiple hours a day, which it sounds like a lot, or at least 30 minutes, let's say that 30 minutes yeah. or more a day, making sure my energy is good, making sure that my inner world is what I choose it to be, because that will match my outer world will match my inner world, right. which someone's kind of like, what are you talking about? But I want to describe it like this. 
if I'm mad, angry and upset or frustrated, I think of like ashes, like it's black ash inside my body. No one's going to be attracted to me, not physical attraction. I'm saying energetic attraction, mm-hmm. money, relationships, love, right? That's our self-destruction where if I'm focused on my inside and I'm like, know my worth, I know my truth. I know my voice. I believe in myself. It's like beautiful flowers that are blooming and always blooming, right? Cause we're always growing and evolving. And now I'm in the energy of love, abundance, freedom, peace, joy. Now I'm attracting in what I truly want in my life. So to answer your question, I love what goes on in my mind. In fact, every time I get triggered, Josh, I'm like, thank you for the trigger, because I know that that's a a place for me to heal. But then what I really follow is what is what feels good for me in my heart. But I have to get through all the BS up here to know what is really going on in my heart. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. I love it. And I I think that if if every human on the planet that had 30 minutes or spent that time, invested that time, I should say, to like figure out their inner world and align with who their true self is and who their highest self is and get to that point of like, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of me and I'm going to go in before I go out. I think the world, I think the world would be a very, uh, a very different place in, in, in a lot of positive ways. And I think that we're working there. I think that we're on our way there, which is why I love hearing from, from teachers and leaders like you that are, that are inspiring other people to, to do the same. Yeah, it's it's this journey. It's not like it's going to happen overnight. And so I was a pro athlete. So I understand the value of work. And in fact, I don't even think it has to be hard work. I want to just like I want people to actually just take the word hard work out because it's almost like a pride thing, right? Like, oh, I've worked so hard. So I should get this. Well, I've worked so much on me, I should be this, right? So what I want you to hear though, is it's a daily practice. It would be easy for me when I don't feel good to just go listen to a meditation and change my state, but it's actually a way of being that you choose to be each day. Mm -hmm. And so the 30 minutes, and, and I would recommend first thing in the morning, as early as you can, do not look at your phone. Don't look at your text. I say hi to my husband. He knows I'm having crystal time. I know he's having Curtis time. And then we come together because we do meet every morning and we're flexible with it. If we need to talk first and then we have our own time. Perfect. But my job and responsibility is to be clean and clear with me. And I started realizing this like years ago where I'd wake up and I would just go sit outside and look at our forest. We moved into this, we bought this home in Montana and um, we wanted a house on a dirt road with uh, a forest in our front yard. So basically state land that they could never build on. We're the first house off of a dirt road and we have 500 acres of forest. That's our front yard. So I'm like, I got to use this. Right. So I just sat, I was sitting there and I would just let my mind run. You know, they talk about monkey brains. Like I would just let it run. I was just like, wow. Ooh, ah, like those are really interesting things that are coming up. And I would get my place in my mind to a place of like clear, like it was just clear. Then I would start my day. And then I realized, okay, I got to get some of this stuff out of me right? Mm -hmm. So it's not the same thing. So I started writing them down. And then I created this system where I actually clear my own energy. Because if I'm not clear with me, Crystal, I cannot show up to inspire or make a difference for anybody else. And I know part of my like, human contract to the world is to inspire people like that is a gift that has been given to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that. And so if I'm fulfilling that on a daily basis, I'm in my truth. If I'm in my ish, (laughs) 
I'm not living my purpose. So it's, um, I believe it's the most sacred journey you could ever be on is to look within and it's the most selfless thing, which is opposite from what we've been taught growing up. You're always taught it's selfish when it's all about you. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? It can be all about you so that everybody around you becomes a better person. Love it. Got to get crystal clear first thing in the morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it's interesting. I had a friend that said to me, he's like, you need to call this the crystal clear method. Absolutely. And I love that. If you want me to share it, I'll share it. It's up I to you. I would love to. Yeah. I was, that was my follow-up question. What is the crystal clear method? Okay. So now I guess this is the second time I've heard this. So that to me is like there God, go. spirit, universe. Affirmation. Okay, here you go. Yes. Affirmation. Okay. So it's called the crystal clear method right here. We're doing it live for the first time as the Beautiful. crystal clear method. So, um, I love colorful pens because I want my life to be colorful, right? So grab a, a bunch of colorful pens and you're going to take, actually, it doesn't matter. You guys can't see me. Um, the first thing you're going to do is write down any limiting belief, thought, or feeling. So Josh, just share with us. What's something that has come up for you that, um, like a re like just something that doesn't yeah. feel good. The, the limiting thoughts of, or, uh, or beliefs that like, I'll never grow my business the way that I want it to be, or I won't attract love or attract a partner. Like those are two big monkey beliefs that I, I battle every morning. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing vulnerability for a woman is like a superpower. It is the most attractive thing for a woman, by the way. Okay. Love it. So I'm going to say that I'm going to wrap those two up in Josh, you're just not enough. Right. And you're never going to, right. The, the universal cool. limiting belief for humans, right? A hundred percent. Every yeah. single person I know has that in some way, shape or form. So you would, you'd write down, I just feel like I'm not enough in my life. Right. So mm -hmm. let's just say that's the blanket statement. Then you would take a red pen and you would cross it out. So remember in school, it's like, nope, that's wrong. Cancel, cancel, cross out and red pen. So you crossed it out and I actually write this in a fun color. So I love blue, purple, pink, whatever the colors that light my soul that day. And I write cancel, cancel that limiting belief, thought, and feeling that is not true and is not serving me. So now I'm having a conversation with my soul, which is like the most beautiful thing ever. Mm. So I'm actually speaking. My higher self is now speaking to me saying, Crystal, this is not your truth. And then I give myself space and I actually ask for guidance. What do I need to hear? What is it that my soul wants me to hear? And then I freestyle, right? And so Josh, this is for you. Josh, you are perfect, whole and complete exactly who you are. There's no need to reach for anything. In fact, everything is within you right now. You are good enough and you are perfect exactly who you are. Everything you do is enough. And you get to love that person right there to attract in the business, the relationship, the love that you truly desire. So seriously, that's just like my soul talking to you. I love it. I appreciate you, that. Thank you. It, and it's truth. I, I trust myself. So it's Absolutely. the truth. Yep. So really, you're letting your soul just talk to you like the good part of you, not the ego. You know what I mean? And we get to love mm -hmm. up the ego conversation, which is I'm not enough. We get to love that. And that's what I mean by a trigger can come up and I love it. I thank it. Oh my gosh. Thank you. There's something within me that I get to look within and heal. And this is my way to clear my energy with myself. Mm -hmm. And then I go into choice. 
what do I choose today? So it'd be like, I choose to be in my power every single day. I choose to believe in myself, no matter with there being evidence or no evidence, right? For all my analyzers out there that love the evidence to show like, yes, you can do this because you've done it before. Well, guess what? I believe in the power of taking the leap of faith and the risk. And I get, I get excited for that. I love mm -hmm. diving into the faith of things versus, uh, and choosing uh, we, my husband, and I will choose our happiness over stability, mm. which sounds so bad, but we'll choose that all the time. But that's really the crystal clear method. And you can use it for anything, Josh. I've used it for my children, my business, money, my relationship, anything that doesn't feel good inside. That to me is an indication or anytime I'm like in my, can we cuss on here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you're in your shit, you're in your head, you've gone inward, get it out. You guys get it out and clear your energy and ask for the guidance of what is your soul trying to actually say to you mm. and then shift and you get to choose and then go dance. Dancing always, always, always makes it better. Dancing always makes it better. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that method. And, um, especially how it ends on the choice of like, what are you going to choose? Like, I think a lot of people will try to jump right to the choice, but if or just on what this is how I want to show up today, but acknowledging like what that belief is that's kind of pushing off in the shadows because that's the, that's the outlet to growth. That's the opportunity for growth and like embracing that and then moving through that and then choosing. I, I can see why that method works. It's very powerful. I like that. It totally, and it's just something that came to me. You know what I mean? It was just like yeah. developing it, developing it more and more and more and just trying it out and figuring out what works. And it's like, we have to figure out what works for us. So I'm mm -hmm. giving you what works for Crystal. Yep. And take that and for some people, it might be going on a run and just going, you can literally do it in your head. You don't have to write it. Yeah. I would recommend writing it first. And then as you get better, like you can actually just mentally do it. Makes total sense. Okay. So I've got to ask, this is, I feel like I'm speaking to Crystal who has had years of this practice and is like fully committed to this journey and really tapped in and tuned in and turned on in her ways. Were you always like this? What, what was the evolution point <laughs> to getting you on this journey? Cause I understand that you were, you were an athlete and like, what, how did this, how did this come to be? Mm, gosh, I'm like laughing because I'm I'm imagining myself years ago and just such a listening to this, right? <laughs> yeah, I get and I get that. A lot of people think uh, you know, influencers or people who have created success were always like this. Well, let me tell you, they're not. Yeah. But they're willing to look within and look at themselves. That's the biggest difference. They're willing to be open and just see things differently. So um you know, always driven, a very driven person. Like at 10 years old, I, I told my mom and dad that I would get a full ride scholarship playing sports. I thought it'd be soccer. And it, then I thought it was basketball and it morphed into volleyball. So I went to UCLA full ride scholarship, um, confident in certain areas like volleyball. I knew as a kid, and I want to back up. My parents never told me this. This is what I interpreted as a child that when mm -hmm. I excelled at sports, I received more love. It has nothing to do with my mom or dad. They love me unconditionally. I know that as an adult, I get that. But as a kid, you don't, you can't really see that, right? You see, oh, I'm winning. I'm succeeding. I'm creating all this success. I'm going to keep driving myself here and get better and better and better. So what happened was my worthiness was so tied up to my results. 
my senior year of college or fifth year, because I registered a year, had my best year. Um, my husband proposed to me right after I graduated. No, sorry, not graduated, but right after I finished my career at UCLA, life was amazing. And my results, my worth, sorry, was so tied up in my results. Then I went and started playing beach volleyball and I was like at the bottom again. And I went into this like self-destruction and then I was so self-conscious of my body. I got married. Let me see that. I got married, then started playing beach, self-conscious of my body, like beating myself up, wouldn't eat anything bad, always on a cleanse, but then weighing my, my heaviest, you know? So for any woman out there that's struggling with like body stuff, I get it. You know, and, and that was my profession. That was my uniform, right? Or my my suit was literally a bathing suit. So there's so much comparison, and it just caused me to give up on my dreams. To be real with you, mm. I wanted to be an Olympian from a young age. I always I would sit and watch the Olympics with my mom. That's all I ever wanted was to be an Olympian, and I, I didn't do it. I gave up on myself because I was more concerned. Like the inner world was tearing me down really bad. Questioning my husband. Why did you marry me? Oh, that was a good one. Right. Like, <laughs> and not just like in our first year of marriage. I mean, like years after just questioning. So we had our first son and I wasn't aware of it at this time. We had our first son who's almost 10, by the way. And then we had our second son. And then I call it the black hole. We're running a business together. I'd stopped playing volleyball. I just had my second baby. My body was just so out of the ordinary and owning a gym. There was all these expectations that I put on myself that my, I needed to bounce back like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And no sleep and like literally just really unhappy. And I remember it was the first time yelling at my son, my, my sweet, he was two years old. And oh my gosh, like the hardest moment of my life. Cause I had yelled at my son. Now, every parent out there, you're a saint. If you've never yelled, you're going to yell, it's going to happen. And it's not a bad thing, but I wasn't proud of who I was being in that moment. Cause I wasn't proud of me and I wasn't happy with me. And so then um, a couple of years later, a friend introduced me to uh, doing transformation work. And I was like, okay, went and did it and realized, oh my gosh, my worthiness was so tied up in my results. Like, I just didn't know that, that I felt like if I succeeded and created success, I was a good person. Mm -hmm. If I didn't, I was a bad person. So I had the aha. Then I started doing sales for a company and that took it to a whole nother level. Cause now you're talking about a job that you get paid on your results, <laughs> right? right? You get if you make a sale or you don't get paid if you don't make a sale. So it was a whole nother level. And, um, you know, it really just took effort and practice of going like, there's something bigger and better out there for me than this worthiness tied up with my results. And so I just started listening within, like I just, what I shared with you guys, like sitting in silence, journaling, looking within transformation, like going and doing a leadership training or any type of transformation, mm -hmm. I would say for anybody will make a huge difference for you. That to me is the foundation, but it's not a check mark. It's not mm -hmm. like, okay, check mark, I've done my work. It's you get to do the work and show up every single day. And so it's literally like in yoga, how they talk about it. It's a daily practice. It's a daily practice to work on me. Because guess what, Josh, my competitor wants to come in so bad. It does. But I just look at, like I was sharing with you before, like now 
my workouts, it's like about me being my best. And that's what I choose every day is for Crystal to be her best. Mm -hmm. But again, it took, it was a journey and you got to love yourself up on the journey. And I'm not done, I'm not even close to being done. Right. There's so much Just getting started. To totally. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's great. There's I, I, for you. <laughs> I love, and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, have you found anything? It's a really fascinating story. Have you found any, uh, are there any specific stories that you can share around how, when you focused on the inner world first, the outer world matched that and reflected to you what you were looking for, what you wanted? Oh gosh. I mean, yeah. I mean, I have one just the other day, like, so it's our conscious effort to like, literally, if we focus on our inward a game, things will come to us magically. So I'm going to use our mutual friend and why we're even here. Totally. I like literally just focused on crystal being crystal. And our friend reaches out to me and goes, Hey, I want to chat. And so this is one of my former athletes at our gym. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's just chat. So I get on the phone. I have a baby on the hip. And she says to me, Crystal, I'm like, first thing, like, hi, I'm so clear. I want to hire you as my life coach. And I'm like, whoa, okay. That's not what I was expecting for this call. Right. I was just like baby on a hip, <laughs> two other kids and probably some neighbors in my house, like running around. And so I said to her, I said, Hey, you know what? I want to, I want to actually create space for us to sit down and talk about this and make sure it's sure. a perfect fit. But that's something that, I mean, talk about a beautiful manifestation. Like I didn't do anything for it. I did nothing, but I did do something. You did everything. Yeah. 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 You did nothing, but you did everything. You, you put, I always love from Abraham Hicks. If you're, if you're familiar with any of Abraham Hicks stuff, that, oh. like yeah, that you put the effort where the effort belongs, right? You put the effort in the alignment and the effort in the inner work and then the outer world or results followed. Totally. I, I didn't reach out to her. She reached out to me. I mean, it was like the coolest, I would say that was one of the coolest things where it was like, wow, this really works. Mm. And I, the other one is manifesting our home. I mean, I created $20,000 to buy our home in 10 days without any evidence that I could ever do that. I've never done that. And our business at that time, you know, our biggest package was $3,000 mm -hmm. and I did sales for our gym from Montana to California and talk to people who never once stepped foot in our gym, but I would enroll them to a year long package with us. And in 10 days created $20,000. But I, I believe also Josh, it was soul's alignment. Yeah. Like this house and my family were in alignment. Right. So when I say, listen to what your feelings are in here and like, I'm bringing up analyzers again, cause I love personalities. Like if you're a promoter like me, you're all feelings. Yeah. You want to feel everything. You want to feel good. Everything's all about fun. If you're analytical, you're like, what is this? What do you mean feelings? And that's not safe. Right. And like trusting is really hard. The goal is to be both though. So as much as a promoter, I am, I tap into my analyzer and go with, with both, but it's like your guidance system is right here in your heart. And my belief is we're, like you said, we're becoming more awakened to that. Like people mm -hmm. are becoming more aware of that. And to me, the best thing you can ever do is, is go sit with yourself in nature, in a body of water. Like if you, if you don't have, you know, the forest or grass or whatever, just like go take a bath, but it's a must. We must do it. We get to. That's great. 
So you and your you and your husband have evolved a great deal together. If you guys were together through that kind of process and that, you know, that almost awakening for you when you had that moment, yelling, catching yourself yelling at your child. How have you how have you guys evolved and continued to grow together? It's mm, a great question. You know, when we first uh, first started dating, I actually probably was more confident than I ever had been for some reason. Like we met each other at a volleyball tournament and I knew something was special about him. I thought mm-hmm. he'd be my best friend, which he is. And of course it turned into us being married, but we went on a first date and like, that was it. Like I helped, I grabbed his hand after we had breakfast, you know? So, and that was a very confident thing to do, but then the confidence was just different. Like I actually deferred to him cause I didn't trust mm-hmm. myself with it. So he'd be like, Hey babe, what do you want to do? What do you want to do for dinner? I'm like, I don't care whatever you want. So basically just imagine like a doormat. So started off like confident. And then for some reason, my choice, he didn't do anything like he's not this and you'll meet him, but like this overbearing man, you know, Um, but he is a strong personality, but it's not like he, you know, didn't let me have a voice or anything. That was my choice. I would just let him, I remember getting married and saying to myself, oh good, he knows how to make money. He'll make all the money for us. Like, I remember saying that because I didn't Mm -hmm. think I could ever make money. And so then it evolved to me like, oh my gosh, I, I have a voice that I didn't realize that I had. So then that was interesting, Josh, because now I was coming on really strong. And he was like, whoa, not used to this girl that really had no opinion for years. And now I'm like the opposite. The pendulum swung the other way. Mm-hmm. And now we have a very unlike super balanced marriage, um, whatever that balance is, whatever you want to call it. But Like I can step into my controller when I get to, and he can drop back into supporting me and vice versa. He'll step in and lead when he needs to, and I'll step back and support when I need to, just like this morning, you know, he said it in the most loving way, just like, Hey babe, it's, it's better when you're downstairs, (laughs) you know, like it's, and it's okay, but we are committed to not taking things personal. We're committed to not being right. I don't have to be right. Mm -hmm. And when things come up, I go to him and he comes to me and says, Hey, I need to clear my energy with you. So what that means to us is there's something inside that doesn't feel good. Whether he said something or did something to trigger me. I I know it's about me, but it involves him. So we're going to talk it out together. We're going to hash it out. Right. Like last Friday, he said something and I was like, I totally disagree. This is absolutely triggering me. This is great. I'm going to sit with the feelings because I'm okay with that. I'm okay to sit with whatever the feelings are that are coming up. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm great. I'm happy this came up, but let's, let's work through this right now. Yeah. So now we work through everything and we really, uh, we really trust each other. A yeah. Lot. That's a, that's yeah. a powerful commitment to make to each other, to, to work through it and to be honest and communicative and, and vulnerable in those ways. But it sounds like that's, that's been the rewarding path. Oh, it's, it's the best way. And it's, I mean, we've done some crazy things. We actually were just on a podcast, a couple's podcast the other day Cool. and we shared, so I'll share it with you. There's a book called radical honesty. And in Mm. there, it says that, um, your husband or wife or partner, whoever should know everything about everything of your life. So if someone came up from their past, they would know who this person is. So we, took that on. And it was the most uncomfortable thing ever in my entire life. Like hearing things that I don't want to hear and him hearing things from me that I don't want to hear from our past. But the point is that 
if I truly love him un, um, unconditionally, I'll love him no matter what. Mm. And it was the most incredible, beautiful experience and the hardest at the same time. Like I fell even more in love with my husband after that. Because, and like I said, vulnerability is key, especially for right. a man. It's, right. the, it's literally your superpower. Right. Love that. Yeah. So was there, after you switched from, after you stopped playing volleyball, uh, was, was there any question around like, well, what do I do now? It sounds like you devoted a lot of your time and effort and energy into playing volleyball. Was there a, I know I'm sure you can relate and you've seen it with too, with a lot of athletes. Once they're told at some point, all athletes are told you can no longer play the sport, whether it's voluntary or somebody else is telling you that, right? What was that experience like for you closing that chapter and how did you navigate opening up the next? That was hard. That was so, it was totally hard. That was the like, well, who am I without this sport? Right. I mean, it was when you talk about worthiness again, it's like, I just didn't think I was worth anything. So I did, I mean, we had, we had a gym. So instead of me trying to go create something else, I just put it all my time and effort into Curtis's vision. So my Mm. husband's vision. And my natural personality is to support people. So that was the easy thing for me to do, right? Like, I didn't believe I could make money. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I knew I loved working out. I was a gym rat. I'm like, oh, this is easy. And I remember what happened. He, um, he wasn't feeling good. I said, well, instead of canceling the client, I'll just go take them. I know enough. And so I just went and took the client. And then that became me being Curtis's assistant and helping out and learning the ins and outs of the gym. Cause we were, we were doing it together, but not really like he had a yeah. business partner at that time. And then that partnership fell apart. And then it was me and Curtis. And so we've always just, since then it's just been me and Curtis. And we just, we love being in business together and we're crazy. We yeah. have three kids. We spend all of our time together. We have businesses together. And I'm, I'm someone posted the other day where I feel like Oh, I know who it was. It was Lisa B. Lou. She's like, I feel like I can't get enough with Tom. And Tom's like, we're good. That's me and Curtis. I feel like we can't get enough time together. And Curtis is like, we spend plenty of time together. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, has it, has but, it been, uh, uh, just on that note, has it been, I, I know that some, I love seeing couples in business together. Is Has it been challenging at times? I'm sure it has been, but like, what, what are your thoughts in couples going into business together? Do you have any general thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say going back to like how we run our marriage, no one is right. And be open. Both parties get to be open because what was happening was I had like in early in our business, I had all these ideas and Curtis's overwhelm would shut it down. Mm. So I would shut myself down. I would shut down the creativity. Right. But again, it's not, it's not his fault. That's me. I own that hundred percent. But, um, you know, being in business together, you really just, like, you got to, first of all, find your lane. Number one, find mm. your zone of genius. My zone of genius was not doing the books and playing, which I did for way too long. That was not my zone. My zone was connecting with the athletes, like checking in with them. I could feel them. Like I could see a kid walk in and go, okay, I know something's going on and go talk to them. And they'd walk out a better, like feeling better about themselves. That was my zone. Mm. Curtis's zone was writing programs and making the gym run really good and really smoothly. Right. But I tried to do what he was doing. So I was just out of alignment. So find your zone, be open and be willing to be wrong. 
and uh, don't have to be right. Like just be neutral and yeah. hear each other. Great yeah. advice. It's, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you've been in business a long time. That's the, I don't know, have fun. I guess the last one is just like, if you're starting to get frustrated with each other, just pause and like dance. That's what uh, Jesse, it's, I don't know if you know Jesse. It's like, yeah, big fan. But he's like, yeah, he's awesome. And him and his wife, that's what they do. It's like, if they start having, you know, a confrontation then they pause and they dance and dancing, I swear, cures anything. Yeah. That's so good. Just just hit pause and dance. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And I mean, Curtis and I used to do that in the beginning of our relationship where we were just like, hey, you know what? I just need a couple minutes to myself and just leave and then come back when we were like, we're good. Like come and we say this to our children all the time. Get in your power. Be in your mm. power when you go and respond to something. Right. So what like my children. Yeah. So my children are nine and seven. So sometimes that they don't get what they want. Mm -hmm. So the instant is to cry about something or like complain or whiny face, you know, you know, and I'm like, okay, hold on. First of all, let's get back in your power and in your power, you're speaking with confidence and you're going to ask for what you want. Right. Whining and crying about things doesn't get what you want. Now hear me. I love to cry. Crying is releasing things, but it's a different cry. Am I crying right out of a victim or am I crying because I'm feeling and being responsible? Right. So, um, yeah, I just, we always recommend with our kids, like, okay, pause, like get back in your power. I'll even say like, Hey buddy, when you're in your power, come back and talk to me. Like take a breath right now. Mm -hmm. Just pause, just let it go. Like just get back to a place. And it's so cool to watch them. Cause they're like, okay. And their tears and they're wiping their tears up. And then they come back, hey, mom. And they ask for what they really want versus it being from a place of like it not being enough. Makes yeah, sense. Really That's yeah. super powerful. I, I like the idea of thinking it's whenever we're, it's similar, it reminds me of either reacting or responding to things. Like most people, you're either reacting, just kind of subconscious knee jerk reaction to something. And it sounds like, you know, you, you, your yeah. kid, you're set, you're a seven or nine year old kid and you don't get what you want. You're going to react. You're going to have a reaction. But what you're saying oh, yeah. and what I'm, what I'm interpreting and taking away from this is that when you consciously can respond and you create that little brief breath of silence, there or pause to be like, pause for a second, get into your power. Then you're responding. You're not just reacting. And when you can consciously respond, everything changes. The whole dynamic changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Trust me. And we respond. My husband and I re or react. Sorry, we react. There are times when we do that. And what I'll share those in those times when I'm not in my essence, my true authentic crystal, and I react to my child, I go back and I acknowledge it with them. Mm -hmm. Because I know it's like I can feel it like, okay, now shoot, I made my son feel bad for something that wasn't necessary. Right. Or I mean, every person can relate to this. Like my if you don't feel heard and then you react and you yell, right? Cause you want to be heard. Well, it has nothing to do with that person. My child not listening actually has nothing to do with them. And someone's going to get confronted with this. And it's going to be awesome. If you were being triggered right now, like celebrate it. Like, yes, okay. There's something within me right now I get to look at. So I'm for me, it's like, okay, what is happening inside of me? That's getting frustrated, angry, mad, upset that I want to react. Right. And it's okay. Awareness. I feel like I'm not being heard. So instead of reacting, 
or let's just say I do react. I go mm-hmm. and acknowledge it with my son. I'll be like, Hey, you know what, buddy, that's on mom. You, ha- you didn't do anything wrong. What I was looking for though, was for you to respond right away. And what was coming up for me was that I wasn't feeling heard. So I want my kids to understand what's going on through my mind as an adult for yeah. them to be aware of what's going on in their mind as well. Do it's you, super- do you find that they, that's amazing. Do you find that they're like, they understand that and they're understanding and they can comprehend that? Like, I feel like we don't give kids enough credit because I feel like, I feel like they probably do, but does anything get lost in translation? Like, I know you've been bringing them up this way, but how does that exchange happen? Is it received? Oh, it's absolutely received. You know, it happened the other night and I said, Hey buddy, I, I acknowledge my breakdown. Like that was mom. I, I was short with you and frustrated. He's like, it's okay, mom. I forgive you, but we've worked on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've literally done forgiveness exercise with my son. Like, Hey buddy, can you, and can we like talk about this? I want to talk about the times where I know I was out of alignment with you. And can you please forgive me? And, and I asked him, what other times have come up for you? Because I know the time within me. Oh, speaking of a son. I'm gonna you. Can you say hi there we go. Hi. Yeah. What's up, man? That's awesome. Right on time. Sure. I don't, I'm not even sure. Thank you. Let me just close the door. Yeah, right that on is, time, right? Love that it. was perfect. Um, but I asked him for what are times that he remember? Cause I know what I remember. Remember I'm not him. I'm not in his brain. What are the times that he remembered? We actually wrote them on a piece of paper and then we burned them. Wow. And it was super powerful. And it's like, I think we get to actually realize our kids are our greatest lessons. Our kids are going to teach us what we get to heal inside of us. They really do. Like they honestly bring up, I mean, the best personal development is to get in a training room of some sort, some sort of training of transformation work, sales, working out and having children. Those are like my four (laughs) because you are confronted with your stuff that you haven't healed from your childhood. I was the third kid. I didn't feel heard. I can remember the time when I went to my family and I said, magic Johnson has AIDS. And my family, and it's okay that they're like, Crystal, no, he doesn't. Like, I remember that as a little child, I started to believe that my voice doesn't matter or no one believes me. And I had to like heal that conversation to be able to be here with you now and totally Mm. trust myself. Yeah. Yeah. These, your kids are going to have superpowers when they get older. They're going to be like levitating and flying off buildings, doing this type of work from this age. Well, on top of that, I just got into human design. Do you mm-hmm. know anything about human design? Yeah. Can you share a little okay, bit about so it for people that might not know about human design? I, you know, maybe you can do it. I have like, <laughs> it's based, what, this is what I know, and I would love for you to add. Sure. But basically, it's understanding who you are and how you operate the best. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So that's how I read it. And I have, a, I mean, I literally have a book next to me, and I absolutely love it because it's like, you know how you are. And then, but you don't know why. And then you do human design. You're like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I have printed out my, my chart, my husband's, my, all three of my children, even my two and a half year old little girl, because I want to understand how do they operate? I, I mean, you know, every person is different. So how do I get to be 
to reach my seven-year-old who is different from my nine-year-old, who's different from my two and a half-year-old and don't diminish any two and a half-year-old either. You know what I'm saying? Like our children, children are the most intuitive right now. So what I'm committed to and my husband is I want them to trust themselves, believe in themselves. They have a voice in our family. They can give us honest feedback. Mom, can I give you some honest feedback? I feel like you're rushing right now. I've had that one. Whoa, thank you so much. Like, thank you for using your voice. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah, because I'm here to be like, I'm here to be my best, but also for my children to be way better than I am. And not like, not from an ego place, but meaning they make the better, the world a better place just by who they be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. I love that. Um, I want to shift gears a bit um, and ask you about and chat a little bit about your your sales experience and talk about money because money is a topic that I know when we talk about things that make people uncomfortable or opportunities for growth or for triggers. I know money is top at most a top of most people's lists. So what's what's your relationship like with money? And let's talk about money here for a sec. Ooh, I love this. Let's talk about money. Um, my relationship now with money is a loving, connected relationship, mm-hmm. but it was not that way for years. It was, there's never enough, no matter how much money we made, we never had enough. And I never believed money was truly there for me. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I would blame money for not achieving the dreams that I had, but now it's like, just, you got to think about money. It is a relationship and money truly wants to be your best friend. And I want someone to like really take that in right there. Money wants to be your best friend. Money wants to be an ally for you. Money wants to be a resource. Money wants to give you all the freedom that you desire. And it wants to help you fulfill your dreams. The people, the person, let me say like that, that's getting in the way is you. You are blocking every manifestation from coming into your life. Now, do I have it all figured out? Absolutely no. I'm, I'm forever a student and like my husband's likes it or my husband, not husband's <laughs> husband likes to say forever, a white belt, like always humbled and learning. But what I know about money and like the energy of money is we get to be grateful for what we have right this minute. Like no matter what you have, even if it's a dollar being grateful for that right now to attract in more of what we like. So yes, Esther Hicks, like, like attracts, like, And use that with anything in our life. If you don't have what you want and desire, you don't have the success, look within and be like, what am I proud of? What am I grateful for? I mean, I could take this conversation a million ways. Like look back in your life. How many times has money actually been there for you? What is money trying to teach you? I have been surrounded by millionaires my entire life. Like I have, I mean, just um, from graduating college to coaching club volleyball and having three professional athletes on my team or their children on my team, plus other multimillionaires. Like I've mm-hmm. been surrounded by millionaires my entire life. So what I believe money has told me is I'm meant to be a millionaire. And I, I take that in as a, a beautiful responsibility, not so crystal. Yeah, you're a millionaire, but it's to change like the belief around money for myself and my family and my children. Money has always been hard in our past. We, me and Curtis both had the, we have to work hard to earn money and we're changing that for ourselves. And we have changed that and we're changing it for our children. It's like our children, 
Yes, they are su- they are going to have superpowers. They're reading like Caleb Maddox books and learning about money. Fun story, my children sold some cookies the other day and made $200 in just a couple hours. And no. they know their worth. They priced it out. They're selling cookies for two bucks. They have a donation jar. I mean, they're crushing it. I'm like, these kids have more cash than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I love money. I wish people would see that money is actually a really, really positive thing. Money is not here to get you. I used to believe that money. Like if I don't have money, I'm going to die or like money is out to get me. Right. Um, that's not true. Money is here to actually be like a resource for you. Mm. And how can you start? I, I think that's beautiful. How can you start to view it as a resource and utilize it as a resource? What are the starting things to start to shift that relationship and start to tell yourself a better story? Yeah, it literally is start to tell yourself a better story. Find something, um, look within and find something that works for you. So I say it like this, this is something that just has come to me that works for me. The perfect amount of money at the perfect time is always on its way to me. And Mm -hmm. I can take that same thing. The perfect uh, relationship at the perfect time is always on its way to me. That's what happened um, when I manifested my husband in two months. It was, I said it like this at that time. So I've morphed it a little bit, but I said, God, I pray that you and I, sorry, God, I pray that um, my husband and I meet each other at the perfect time for both of us. So I've just kind of taken that. And then change it into some other words, but really look back and see all the reasons when money has been there for you. You know, my belief is people are so um, pained by money because they blame money. When Mm. you stop blaming money, you'll actually see that you are the one that created whatever you're in right now. So the number one thing, if you were to really sum it down to number one is be responsible and forgive yourself. Like literally Okay. I am where I am right now. If you're able to manifest whatever it is right now, let's say you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt. If you're able to manifest a hundred thousand dollars in debt in the universal energy, it's the same difference. You can manifest a hundred thousand dollars in your account. So you have to see how powerful you are. You're just, your, your thoughts are going towards the negative. If there's not enough money and you believe that Mm -hmm. there's not enough, you're never going to have enough. And then like a tax bill is going to come in or something. You know what I'm saying? that, uh, that wipes out whatever money you do have. So there's, there's a lot to it with Mm -hmm. money. Um, I would say the other thing, and this actually gets people a lot. Money is just the way you view money is the way you view yourself. So if you have worthiness inside, you will attract more money to you. Money doesn't want to go to someone who has no worth. Money wants to be in the hands of someone that is going to do good with the money who trusts themselves, who's vulnerable, who's authentic, who wants to do good with the money. Now, are there people out there that have a lot of money that are, you know, quote unquote, rich assholes? Sure. Sure. There are. So yes, there are those people, but let's just focus on you right now and not worry about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Taking the power back. Okay. You know, I have a girlfriend that says I call all my power back to me. So that might even be something that you say, um, you know, money, I call all my power back to me and I forgive myself for all the times that I blamed you and I didn't go after my dreams and I quit on myself because I didn't think I had the money. Like you got to be responsible and realize Mm -hmm. that like, if you're pushing it on someone else, you're being a victim Yeah, and no one needs to be around a victim. 
Absolutely. One of the things that really helps that that's why I said again. I said that's an energy suck. If you're a victim, you're an energy suck. Yeah. That is energy vampire. Yes. Sorry, yes. what were you gonna say? No, no more of those. I said one one of the things that really helped me shift my money mindset and work through debt of my own and and into a, a much more empowered position and relationship with money and finances was understanding that money is just one form of abundance, right? I like you think people talk a lot about abundance. I, I think that like money is one form of that, but it's same thing that you're talking about here, but look, where in your life do you also have an ab- abundance of whatever, abundance of things, abundance of love, abundance of friends, abundance of connection. And when you focus on those things where you do have abundance, then money just starts to fit itself in with those other things as well. But naturally we go, our brain goes to the, our mind goes to the lack, like where are we lacking or where do we not have? Cause I think that's human beings. That's what we're kind of hardwired to do for survival instincts that don't really serve us a whole lot anymore. So how can we shift from just looking right at the lack, which our mind instantly goes to, you can have all the money in the world and still have that lack mindset. So how can we shift from that lack to that abundance mindset and seeing, well, where is there actually evidence of uh, the opposite of this? Where is there not a lack of this, but where is there an abundance of this? And then that starts to flow through. I love that because if you can create success in one area, you can create success in another area. What is your energetic relationship with the money? Mm. Right. And then that will tell you or anything. Right. So some people it's not money. Some people it's weight. Mm. but in the end game of it all, the more free you are inside, you can create success with anything. I choose happiness over everything. If that makes, you know what I'm saying? Like the money will come, the love will come, the relationships will come as we are free on, on the inside. It's truly goes back to that. But, um, also I believe it's a choice, Josh. And, um, I know I, we have a little free gift I can share with everybody that awesome. literally you have, it's called your new money story. So Perfect. you get to actually powerfully choose your new money story. It doesn't matter what your mom or dad or grandma, or whoever raised you believed about money, you're a grown adult or a young adult, choose what you want it to be. I choose to believe that there's money everywhere around me. And, and why are we perfect? No, we have had debt and get out of debt, right? Like we're not perfect by any means, but I also understand it energetically what you, what we must do. And um, the other thing I want to share is there's a thing, I'll come back to the money story, but there's mm-hmm. a thing called spiritual money. So look in your life. I do this. I love this. I have a tracker and it has money that hits my account. So cash in my account. And then I have spiritual money. So someone buying me a coffee, buying me um, dinner, a random I don't know, someone's sending me a gift. That's spiritual money. I'm attracting that in. You know what I'm saying? So spiritual money to me is like God's spirit universe, whoever you believe in is perfect, by the way. So there's no judgment. It's whoever you resonate and connect with and feel in your soul. There, so for me, it's God. So it's like, God's like showing me all around me. There's money everywhere. And, but I get to be who I am. I get to clean my energy every day. Because if my energy, going back to the very beginning, if my energy is not clean, I'm going to miss the opportunity. It's going to maybe the the opportunity like, hey, I want to buy you something. No, I'm good. Right. Or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we might just even miss the opportunities that are right in front of us. So um, in the book, The Magic, she talks about this. Every negative thought, it like to cancel that negative, that and negative energy that comes out of you, it's you have to like go into 10 things of gratitude. 
So realize this, are you willing to go into that negative thought? And sometimes you got to just like feel it and dump it right. Mm -hmm. And get your frustration out, but then go back and be grateful. How can you be grateful? What can you be grateful for right now? Where has money been there? What spiritual money has been, you know, has come to you. Did someone just, um, one of my clients, like her brother just randomly paid a thousand dollars for her car. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's spiritual money coming to you. Absolutely. And there's, like you said, it, it's abundance is everywhere. But again, going back to what do you powerfully choose? Mm-hmm. And that's it. your new money story is 12 mini modules. There's meditations, there's worksheets, there's affirmations. It's a beautiful course of you just basically choosing from your power, calling your power back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you want your relationship to, with money to be? It's beautiful. I love that spiritual money concept. I'm definitely going to run with that. Um, I also think too, it can expand to other things like, um, how could you put a price tag on the, the relationship with your, with your husband or an intimate moment that you had with him or an experience? Like I, I was just surfing with my buddies the other day and we had such an amazing surf session. We were talking about after, like, I probably would have paid a hundred dollars for that surf session, you know? And obviously <laughs> It was free besides the investment we made in our boards a while ago and wetsuits and whatnot, or, you know, those little things. But uh, that's the way I factored in. It's like, I would have paid a hundred dollars for that surf session right now. And I just got that. The ocean just gave that to me for free for no cost. I pay it being in California. You know this very well. I paid it in my, my income tax in California, among other things and gas prices and everything else. But like that, I consider spiritual money as well. That investment of like, how could, how could I put a price tag on that? Or a conversation I had with a friend that just totally lit me up a conversation like this, like that's all income. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to start marking that as income. Well, so in the human design, there's your, uh, I, I don't remember. It's like your sacral chakra, but I don't remember mm-hmm. what energy system exactly it is, but it's the second it goes root. And then it's, I think it's your sacral. You basically, like when we are in our alignment, it is natural energy. Like it is better than caffeine, right? Like this, I'm like lit up from our conversation. This is my soul's essence to speak and talk with other like-minded people. So I'm lit up. Okay. So that is spiritual goodness. You could call it spiritual goodness. I don't know. We just made that up. Yeah, right? Perfect. So, but it, it, it is, it is priceless, you know? running around the forest with my daughter earlier today was priceless. Like Mm -hmm. there is no price tag. So how fun you can even keep track of those moments too, to remember how much abundance is around you. And the key in all of it is, are you willing to see it differently? Mm -hmm. It's all about your perspective. um, One of my trainers, Lisa Kalman has a book called how you see the problem is wait, hold on, hold on. How you see, I think it's this, I'm butchering it. Maybe the pro I got it. The problem is how you see the problem, right? So one person walk in and be like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful home ever. And another person can be like, this is a piece of poo. It's all perspective. But are you willing to see the greatness of your life right now? So if you really want your life to get better, right? If you really, truly want to make more money, attracting the love of your life, have amazing relationships. It all starts with you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. It is like, you must work on you and make the conscious choice that every day I choose to be my best. And what, like you guys, here's the thing. If you're, ch- if you're challenged right now, then th- that shit's not working. <laughs> right. So let's have some fun and give it a shot for one week. 
and just be open and realize this way hasn't worked. So you know what? I'm going to dedicate five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, every day and work on my inner world. And every time I'm triggered, I'm going to do the crystal clear method and I'm just going to see what happens. And just like, just see that. The, wor- the worst that can happen is you stay exactly where you're at right now. Like, you know, yeah. if, nothing, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Exactly. Exactly. So we must do the work on ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so simple, but Josh, you and I both know not enough people are doing the work like really doing it. It's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to do it when it's, when it's convenient to do it, but being committed to the consistent practice, it's, it's, uh, it's everything. It's the, it's the challenge and the reward in and of itself. Yeah. And I would say if you're someone that's like, it's hard to stick to things, do an t- amount of time that works for you. I love 30 minutes or more. I would love to do like multiple hours. I would love just to go lay in the forest all day. Yeah. And I have responsibilities as a mom that light me up too, you know? And yeah. so pick a time that like feels good and in alignment for you. So three, like any, like anybody can create two minutes. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Parent, I used to lock the door of my bathroom and just go in there and like, okay, just give me like two minutes to myself, you know? Right. So no excuse. Um, Crystal, this has been amazing and time goes by very, very quickly. As we wrap up here, I want to ask if there's anything that you want to share with the listeners as we, uh, as we part. Mm. Yes. Uh, first of all, Josh, I want to acknowledge you and say, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for doing the work for, um, being courageous and starting your own podcast. There's so many things that go into all of this. I know. And there's, so many internal things that we must face to show up in the way that you are. So first, I just want to say thank you for being a light and doing this work. And lastly, to the people that hear this, you are the love, the light and peace of the world. Do not take that lightly at all. Like when you can actually feel that on the inside, you can make anything happen. Like, anything like when we truly look within and we realize i am the chosen one i know that for me that is wisdom that has been given to me i'm the chosen one to change things for not just me but my family and everybody else in the world and i take that as a very sacred responsibility it's not heavy right it's not a heavy thing it's not hard work it's nothing Mm -hmm. like that it it's sacred it is like wow okay thank you so just remember you are enough. Everything you do is enough. You're the love, the light, the peace of the world. And remember just to look within and love you. And if you need help, like reach out and ask. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Crystal, thank you so, so much. This has been amazing. And I can't wait until we chat next, which I hope and have a feeling will be very, very soon. So thanks so awesome. much. And uh, until next time. 